I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about the newest Pixar movie, Lightyear. Yes, it has made its way to the Disney Plus streaming service. Um, I was going to watch this in theaters with my roommate, but then, you know, time passed. And then it was like, it's going to come to Disney Plus August 3rd. And I was like, cool, I'll just wait then. Yeah, pretty (laughs) much. It was the same for me. We've been really busy, as you know. So I didn't really get a chance to see it in theaters, but that's okay. Danny and I watched it um a couple nights ago and yeah it was interesting i think um my brother explained it as uh interstellar for kids which is exactly the right description of this movie did i guess i guess spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it because we're gonna talk about it obviously um did did I'm a little fuzzy on the plot for Interstellar, but was there like an older version of Matthew McConaughey, like in? No, but it did deal with time travel time. and space, and you know okay. how long things are relative to how fast you're going. Mm, um, okay, okay. You know, and that's kind of the whole situation with him trying these many attempts to. Um, get this crystal thing working, I guess, and going forward right. in time. It's it's an interesting concept. It was a very interesting concept. So as as the movie's beginning, we kind of get like this little text uh, thing on the screen saying that, um, you know, this light year is essentially the movie that Andy watched mm-hmm. in theaters during his time as a child that made him want to get Buzz the Buzz Lightyear action figure. So yeah. that is so this is this is the movie. Um which is cool. That's that's off that's an awesome concept. Um didn't really think that this type of movie would have warranted an action figure like that though. <laughs> <laughs> like it I feel like it would have been a bit more uh, comic booky, maybe mm-hmm. a little, mm-hmm. a little more cartoony. This was very, like, realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still animated, obviously, but it was still very realistic looking animation and not very cartoony looking animation. Um, so I thought, I thought it was a cool idea, but I just don't feel like <laughs> this movie was too serious and like <laughs> and complex to be. To be a movie that, like, what? Wasn't Andy in, like, elementary school or something? It said, like, like, 1995. And 
I don't think that this movie probably would have been made in 1995. But I think it's the the suspension of disbelief that obviously you're watching a movie today made in 2022 that has 2022 themes and also all the history of sci-fi behind it. And so we're not going to... We're not going to be thinking about that too much, I think, Emily. Um, I think I am, though. So this is, uh, so sorry, but this is, this is where a majority of my criticisms are probably going to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because all, like, all in all, I thought this was a very, was a very well thought out movie, and I thought it was very good. I think just as a standalone space movie, not connected to Toy Story at all. Like, this could have been a very interesting movie. The fact that they were trying to tie it so hard back to Toy Story when it felt very much disconnected to me um, kind of kind of lessened it for me, honestly. <laughs> I didn't really feel like it was too much. I mean, of course he had the outfit, and then there was also Zurg. But... You know, other than maybe him, like, kind of moving similarly to Buzz and then saying, like, blast, I thought that it generally was pretty divorced from it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I I, I mean, yeah, they, they did all the little references. They did his little monologuing. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I wasn't too crazy about the Zerg um, twist. It was It was fine for the movie that they gave us, but again... I kind of wanted Zerg to just be like an alien aggressor that that Buzz had to fight. I didn't really want Zerg to be Buzz. <laughs> to right. Be older. In in this instance, if we're truly just going based off of this is a movie that Andy watched when he was a child and he got the the action figure. Like that was the story I I kind of want. If if we were going that route, if this was just this happens to be a movie about Buzz, a character we've seen in another movie. It's a very different standalone story. That's fine. This was a perfectly fine story. Okay. <laughs> perfectly fine. I'm so confused, Alessandra. I, I see. I see that I'm this so is really odds. breaking your brain over here. I'm, I'm so at odds. I don't know. I don't know. Well, why don't we just kind of forget that whole aspect? Because it All seems right. to be giving you an aneurysm. Yeah, among other things, but yeah. So maybe just try to judge it for the movie that it was. Sure, sure. All right. Um, so the movie, the movie starts. Uh, we got, we got a space. We got a um, a ship in space. It's fl- it's flying through space. It looks like and, uh, a giant turnip, and so they call it, it a turnip. Does indeed, which is does not indeed. the most like effective shape for an object. That has it didn't look like it was effective at moving very well, like <laughs> I maneuvering. Know. It just like it was like bumbling. Yeah, it it was a real clumsy ship. Um, <laughs> and we've got a bunch of people in pods, and we see like Buzz wake up from his like cryo tube or something, cryopod or whatever. And you know they make it to a planet, and I guess their mission they are they are space rangers. You know, yeah. reference reference to the original movie. Um, and I guess their mission is to find an inhabitable planet for humans. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming because Earth, theoretically, in this in this universe, is dying or dead or what, for whatever reason. 
<laughs> well, it he do, they do reference going back home to Earth. So I don't know how they don't really explain if it's like when they come back, how old everybody, like how much time would have passed on Earth. It just seems that it's kind of like, oh, crap, Buzz got them stuck on this planet. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not even that bad of a planet. Like, the only annoying thing is just this monster with a bunch of tentacles that just grabs people randomly. And it seems like everything else is not that dangerous. Yeah, it's like the just the plants are alive or something, like like the vines. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the only the only thing. So I don't understand why they, like, I know he really wanted to, like, fix the problem, but, like, they did find a habitable place to live, right? They did. I mean, yeah, you could, they could breathe on that planet, uh, and they, they, you know, they got stuck there, obviously, um, as they were trying to escape the planet, their ship gets damaged, and they're stuck there, um, and they end up living there for generations. Generations, yes, but for, first for just a year, mm-hmm. um, as they try to uh, create a new fuel uh, cell or a new fuel um, alternative for their fuel that broke or just they, they ran out of it or something. I'm not sure. They um, it broke when the bulb crashed into the into the um, the the earth, like into the land. Yeah. It, yes, when the, it when the turnip broke the, the most important thing, because I guess that was on the outside of it, instead of being safe somewhere on the inside. Right, right. <laughs> yes, they had all the space inside of the turnip to put this very important <laughs> fuel pod. important thing that, that they only had one of. The only one. I, I mean, you'd think that maybe they would bring two at least if they could manufacture these things easily right 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 but who knows uh, you really just can't think about this too much (laughs) it's it's you know people say that interstellar actually like actual scientists say that that movie is very scientifically accurate so if you're just gonna go off of scientifically accurate watch interstellar I mean, a movie doesn't have to be so, like you could you could tell me a whole bunch of science mumbo jumbo in a movie and I'll believe you. I mean, it's just it's you know it doesn't need to be accurate for for my taste. I'm sure stuff like that, inconsistencies like that would would annoy a scientist going to see movies like this. Um, <laughs> but if you're ignorant and know nothing about that stuff like me, then then it's really enjoyable. Um, we also hear Buzz say a very important thing in the beginning of the movie. Um, he says he he doesn't like to work alongside rookies. Yeah, because they're that's his main flaw in the entire movie. Because <laughs> they're inexperienced. One flaw, and it's that and clumsy. Um, Buzz Buzz has a few flaws. I I will say, um, in uh, in in this portrayal of his character. Um, and yes, one of them is not liking rookie and not not giving rookies a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and as as they develop the new fuel crystal, uh, Buzz starts going on uh, missions to see if it works, to see if it's stable, and he tries to do this this loop, and 
every time he comes back to the planet, like four years has passed or something, or, or it mm-hmm. keeps getting exponentially longer or something. Um, like however many, so it's been minutes for Buzz, but it's been years for the people living on the planet. Um, I get, but so I guess I'm assuming the original ship was able to do this light speed thing. And so, and so that's what they're just trying. That's what they're trying to, because obviously you need to move, you know, it's like, it's like Star Trek or it's like Mm -hmm. Star Wars where you have Mm -hmm. to move. If you want to move more effectively through space, you need like warp drive or, you know, or light um, speed or yeah, hyperspace or whatever, hyper, whatever. Um, so, so Buzz is still sort of, or, so I, I guess I'm trying to understand the, the time, the time change. Was it, was Buzz actually kind of going in and out of light speed when he was doing his test, but it was just unstable or mm-hmm. was the planet on a different, like t- timeline, like on a weird, where he would leave the atmosphere and then time would have passed on the planet and then would he come, but, or was he actually going into, going in and out of light speed? I don't think he was reaching light speed. Uh-huh. Um, and they said, like, the faster that he goes, the farther in time it goes. Right, So right. Right. he knew this, but he was just getting very fast, but not quite getting to light speed, so it would only be, like, four years. But then at the end, when Socks actually fixes the crystal, he can actually go around the sun and... Go f- go to light speed in order to get like to make sure that the crystal works, right? And so that's yes. why like um, twenty two years goes by, and that's why we have our main character. We have like you know Kiki Palmer's character Izzy because she was a little kid the last time he saw her, and then we're like you know younger, and then now she's like a full adult it's been 22 years right so as buzz is doing these tests all this time is passing and he's seeing his um his friend um what's her name alicia 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 hawthorne yes she's fantastic she was so good uzo aduba so great yes amazing amazing character amazing voice acting um and she was like buzz's partner basically like he Mm -hmm. would do all of his missions with her um and so as buzz is coming back to the station after every test more time is passing for her and she's you know met someone she's gotten married um her and her wife are having kids like they're actually living their life on this space station and have Mm -hmm. kind of settled into where they are and and kind of knowing that they're not going anywhere (laughs) This is where they're going to live their life. Um, and, you know, having grandchildren, and that's how we meet Izzy. And Buzz is still just super dedicated on getting back. Getting back to his original time. Yeah, I think that the, you know, the twist of it being himself from the future and having the risk of everything that has come behind him, like all the years and the generations that he's seen... Um, that the possibility that they would go away is, you know, a good stakes for the film because we also see, you know, Alicia grow old and have a family. And the fact that that's what is in 
Jeopardy is like that entire timeline of people who may have never existed. Um, it's kind of like that's a much more, I think, it adds a dimension of especially for Buzz to save these people and to also recognize that even though he's been spending all this time to go back to Earth, that actually the people there are living fulfilling lives. Right. And kind of if you and if you were to think about it, going back in time and kind of messing up this this timeline could could be disastrous like you said people wouldn't wouldn't exist or mm-hmm. you know alicia might never meet her wife um or other things like that so it's just it is it is very interesting and you know buzz you know if if buzz had figured it out or if, if everyone on the on the planet had figured it out earlier like maybe they could have still completed their mission but you know buzz didn't have anyone he wasn't he wasn't dating he didn't you know, he was just so solely focused on completing his mission and being a successful space ranger, not feeling like he's he's failed everyone. Because he, because in his mind at the beginning, he's like, I failed everyone. Everyone's everyone's dying on this planet, oh, so far away from home because of me. And, but then he learns that no, people persevere. They had a good life on this because again, the planet wasn't horrible or dangerous or toxic or. Or anything it just was it was what it was and they settled and they made a home yeah yeah but you know it's kind of interesting comparing it to the original buzz lightyear character um the differences between this character and also you know there's tim allen's buzz and there's chris evans buzz and buzz is a very singular character as well very you know confident and by the book kind of person and in the first movie in um toy story there's a moment where he has like a kind of a break and he can't really fathom his reality and kind of accept his reality and so this is a different version of that but he just has he just has a really hard time accepting that people are going to be on this planet for a long time. And this is what they, they don't mind doing that. Like they say that and they're like, well, there's been generations now. It's not like, like this is their home. So it is kind of interesting that they decide even in the end to, to stay as well. And that's kind of the idea and that that's just going to be their new home base. Yeah. Yeah. And then once, uh, once Buzz does that final jump and he's, he's moved, he's successful and he has the fuel cell, but, mm-hmm. um, he meets these three people. Um, so were these three people just out wandering around when they found Buzz? Cause Izzy, Izzy finds him, uh, first. Yeah. I think out. they were out of the, um, the protection zone of the laser shield um because they were like out there trying to be better rangers or something like basically like one of them's got a parole the other one's just like kind of a fuck up 
and even Izzy's kind of a fuck up. So they're all just kind of like in their little. Um, they were running. They were kind of they're the cast outs. Like they're the people who aren't really like that useful to society, as they say. So they just like put them out there. So that's yeah, why they, they were, happen to be they out were there. Below juniors, they were like below rookies. Yeah, they, they, were, they weren't even a rookie. Yeah, um, and so it's funny as you know they show their worth and show their their friendship and their love to Buzz, and you know Buzz is like, "You guys are rookies." <laughs> just, it's real funny. There was some. There was some pretty good. Um, some pretty good it, it was a little weird sometimes just because the movie felt so serious that sometimes the, the comedic lines were a little they felt a little awkward to me but they were still enjoyable obviously i thought the the most the most well timed and paced uh, comedic lines were from socks i mm-hmm. thought socks was going to annoy me i was afraid that socks yeah. was going to annoy me but he did not and he was probably the best character in the movie. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I also think Sox was the best character. He was the most comforting one and the most, he just had so much like AI personality while also having a cat's personality. So it was just a perfect yes. combination. I really yes. enjoyed him too. I think what I just went to Disneyland and I think I saw um, some socks merch. I saw some Lightyear merch there in Pixar Pier. And it was pretty cute. That's so cute. Uh, yeah, I was watching this with both my roommates and I th- and I think Kimmy, unless unless Kimmy wasn't there, I don't remember. Um, but right before we meet Socks, uh, my roommate Casey, uh, who's currently going through school to be a therapist, uh, they were like, "These people need therapy." And then the second we get to, um. Buzz comes back from a from a test from a trip and you know some time has passed every person on the ship has been given like this uh given a socks given given a cat or was it just Buzz or was it everyone I don't know but it seems that they just don't have any more I don't know if they made more or if maybe it was Alicia that made socks specifically for Buzz Alicia definitely I thought I thought kind of socks was a thing that anyone on the ship could have, but I thought mm-hmm. Alicia had customized. Oh yeah, to, yeah, it's probably that. To be like, be Buzz's friend. He needs a friend. He needs someone, you know, to make him feel better. And so, Socks was this emotional support robot cat, and um, obviously he does other stuff. He helped Buzz figure out the whole fuel situation. He could hack into things. He was a very multi-purpose. He was like R two D therapy cat. He was like R2-D2. He was perfect. He was absolutely perfect. And he was so funny. Um, and I thought some of the stuff Buzz said was funny, but I, I kind of liked Buzz in the more s- serious role, I guess. I don't know. Serious, but still kind of funny. Like, you know, his little rookie lines were funny. and um, He's the straight man. He's he's the straight man and he's the main character and all the other people are more interesting. <laughs> That's true. Everyone was a lot more interesting than than Buzz was, honestly. Um, and then you we think have... um, this would be a good time to take a break. Oh yes, let's do that. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back. All right. Do you want to talk um, about the other characters? Um... I guess maybe maybe Taika's character, Mo. Yeah. Um second Mo in a Pixar film. The other one was in um in Wally. Mo's the cute little robot. That's my favorite. Um the trash one? He's like or the, not 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 the trash one. The, he cleans the, the floor up. cleaning one. Yeah. He's so cute. Yes, and he gets mad at Wally for tracking uh dirt <laughs> the on dirt the ground. In there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. So cute. So cute. Um Yeah, so Taika, we are we're back with Taika. Taika's just doing wonderful things right now and uh and yeah, Alessandra said Mo uh was kind of a fuck up. He's he's also kind of a coward. He's scared. Mm-hmm. Like he he wasn't rising in the ranks with the other space rangers. I guess they're not space rangers anymore since they're kind of landlocked, but um the other rangers uh, for being a coward, he would constantly quit or, you know, run away from things. Um, and he kind of uh, faces his fear a lot of the time. Um, and, again, shows his worth. Yeah, it's cute. Like, they're an unlikely band of people and Buzz has to learn from them. And they're kind of mistakes that they make, um, which are pretty grave, a lot of the time because of their complete lack of experience. But it, it does make me think like Buzz really spent a lot of time um, trying to solve the problem of this, this crystal thing. And he didn't really get to have a life. And all these people were just there enjoying their life. And it's just, it's really sad because like you can imagine how lonely that would be just for, for Buzz. Like he doesn't really have that connection. And so these people like Mo and Izzy and even Darby are like really connecting with him and like showing him a lot of kindness that he doesn't really get from like the guy who replaces Alicia. Yeah. Who basically scraps the project like um, Buzz wants to keep trying obviously with the test but when he comes back one one day the guy's like you're done like this is it we're not doing this anymore um and so buzz's final test when he then jumps 22 years in the future um he kind of he did it he did it uh when he shouldn't have he like stole a ship and stuff so Mm -hmm. that's why i kind of thought that when we first when we finally like buzz finally runs into zerg um I almost thought that the 
the commander guy would have been in the Zerg suit. Like, cause he was just, he was pissed enough at Buzz mm-hmm. that, that maybe would have tried to go after him. But, um, but nope, we learned it's a, uh, it's old Buzz. And then the, the, another kind of interesting reference that I'm not sure how I feel about is, uh, the, the Zerg bots. They, they mm-hmm. wouldn't just say like Zerg, they would say Berserk. And I was like, and I was like, that, <laughs> that sounds that sounds really close to Buzz. This has something to do with Buzz, doesn't it? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was already kind of making that connection, and I was like, "Why are they? Are they trying to say like what are they trying to say? It sounds like they're trying to say Buzz." Um, and, and they, they were. were. You were right. They they couldn't say Buzz. They could only say Berserk. Apparently, um, so <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. Um, very interesting. Should we read some, um, let's read some trivia, I guess. That would be kind of interesting. Uh, it says the oxygen tanks in the movie are actually the scream canisters used in Monsters, Inc. What? I didn't even notice that. And apparently Ivan, the the kind of internal GPS um, inside. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, from... 2001 A Space Odyssey, kind of. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. it's voiced by Mary McDonald Lewis, who's also the voice of the OnStar's navigation system in people's cars. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I also want to say, uh, me and my roommates agreed that the that the ending, the very end, was, like, a, a little unsatisfying. Like, it's just... They, yeah. They uh, Buzz destroys old Buzz, basically, and, and like uh, kills the or destroys the the fuel canister because he's like, we're not gonna go back and fuck up everyone's life just because we didn't have have one. Um, and then they just kind of, I guess, some time passes. You know, they 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 give Buzz uh, a team to work with to to start because I guess they become. They're able to fly out in space again eventually. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they have um, the they have the uh, stuff now. Like they can they can go anywhere now. Yeah, and the end of the movie is just them them flying off to boldly go where no man has gone before. I mean, it's, it's there. It is. That was the end. <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a little bit underwhelming at the end. And I think the whole movie was was okay. Like, I think it was generally fine. <gasps> Are you, you know reading should. You know what they should have done? What? <laughs> they should have. They should have had, like, um, another ranger on the, on the ship. Like, I know, I know Buzz is, like, traveled through time, which is very funny because... Chris Evans also plays Captain America, who's who's a man out of time. That's true. Um, oh my and, god! I didn't even so think this, about that. So just Chris Evans plays plays the characters that are out of time. Um, they should have had a reference to. They should have had a, a ranger that looked like Jesse, and then like her and uh, her and Buzz could have like locked eyes from across the cafeteria or something like that. Been, <laughs> that would have been silly. so good. It's so good. I was gonna say something, but I forgot. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Gonna keep. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, um, yeah. I'm just looking. There's, there's, there's a ton of things in here. Oh, oh, it was that Tim Allen and Chris Evans have the same birthday. <laughs> what? <laughs> They do? <laughs> they do, yeah. Obviously in different times, but it says their Ast- birthday. Astrophobia. Oh, yeah. When's their birthday? Is June 13th. Evans in 1981 and Allen in 1953. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, this one's interesting. Astrophobia is a real irrational fear of stars mm-hmm. and celestial space. Mm-hmm. So there I go. think if I went up to space, I, I don't think I could do it. I swear to God, it's kind of the same idea as going to the bottom of the ocean. To me, if I got the opportunity to go into space, I, I think I think I would be so scared. I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. There, yeah. There's... <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I feel like we still don't know about about out there. And it's uh and it's scary. I mean just it's seriously just... just like going to like the ISS. Like I think it would scare the oh. shit out of me. I mean I oh, like I'd like to think that I'd be down for that, but I mean <laughs> it it also it also seems like it'd be scary. I don't know. The idea of like going up in something and looking out the window and there just being just stars and black space, like to me, I just can't. And seeing the earth so big below you and on like a scale that you can't even like fathom, you know? Yeah. I mean, the guys who like went all the way to the moon. Like, just seeing our little blue dot just go into the distance. Yeah, in a literal tin can. They did that. (sighs) Yeah, they did. I mean, they probably were scared, but they just pushed it down so far. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No. No. I don't think This is interesting. This is is Pixar's second sci-fi film after Wally. They really haven't done any other sci-fi films. I love I sci-fi, it. so I, I'll take any. Any and all. Thank you. Yeah, I really liked... I really liked um, this kind of concept and idea. Like, not all animated movies have to be purely, you know, childish and... Yeah. You know, super cartoony and annoying. Like, they can be... They can be really well done with really great stories and... And really great, um, like, effects and stuff. So, I'm, I'm always down. I'm always down for, for new and innovative stuff. All right, should we check out these plot keywords and then the Metascore? Yeah! All right. Let's see. Let's see, 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 see. The plot keywords are... CG animation, space adventure, Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear character, and spinoff. Exciting. Could have, could have also had friendship in there. 
could also add like damn space you scary like you know <laughs> really could have had a whole lot of stuff you know cat cat sidekick i don't know whatever okay um so this movie got a 60 meta score and it got sad yeah, it's a little sad. It got 29 positive reviews, 26 mixed reviews, and two negative reviews. Um, wow. So pretty pretty at odds. Pretty pretty like you either... Panned. Panned. Yeah. 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 The lowest is a 20. Damn! All right, that's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. At 20 and at 25, those are the two lowest ones. Um, all right, so we got the Telegraph here, gave it a 20. Uh, for perhaps the first time in the studio's canon, every idea in this origin story of the Toy Story astronaut feels woefully half-baked. You see, I don't mm. agree with that. No, it's it it's a sci-fi. It doesn't like... feel half-baked. Yeah, I don't agree. The 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 trying trying to... To me, it it felt like they they wrote this very interesting sci-fi story and like like they they wrote the sci-fi story not even intentionally for it to be for Buzz. Dude, and I literally like, am going to read this 60 because it's exactly <laughs> what you were just saying. It's like exactly you're saying this, saying. I got to read it. The do Independent it, do it, do it. 60 says nostalgia rarely factors into Lightyear, which makes the franchise connection feel almost like a bit of a window dressing. Slapped yeah. on to an entirely unrelated sci-fi story. <laughs> Maybe yes. that's the only way to get butts in seats these days, especially to watch what is at the end of the day a film that does the job it needs to do, but not without a crumb of not without a crumb of anything more. Yes, um, yes, that's exactly what you said. It is. That's what I was <laughs> saying. I'm gonna read a very special special. Metascore, everybody. Yes. I've been waiting to talk about this forever. My brother, who works at Consequence.net, ha- reviewed this movie and is in our Metacritic. So, so he gave it so amazing, so, <laughs> so amazing. We are. This is unprecedented. I, I, I am. I'm. I'm so excited. Okay, and they spelled his name wrong. On on this, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Maybe the more he does, they won't spell it wrong next time. Okay, oh, no. okay, read it. So Paulo says um, it's a seventy-five. If Lightyear is a spaceship heading to infinity and beyond, it's a bit stuck in its own solar system for now. But that doesn't mean it's not worth the ride. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Incredible, Paulo. Thank you. Damn, Paolo. <laughs> oh, can't believe I spelled his name. That's, that's, that's not okay. I mean, it, it's, right. he, it's whatever. The highest on here is a 90. Yes, no 100s, unfortunately. Um, want me to read it? Sure. So uh, the Hollywood Reporter gave it a 90. This is a funny spinoff with suspense and heart, a captivatingly spirited tune take on splashy live-action retro popcorn entertainment. The title character is given splendid voice by Chris Evans, balancing heroism 
and human fallibility fallibility with infectious warmth. I'm, I would not say that he had infectious warmth. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. Buzz was still a very rigid character. I mean, I think... I think Chris Evans' version of Buzz was softer, like just more, more hum, like more human, obviously, because you know this this is what the action figure is based off of, and the Tim Allen is like the crazy brainwashed action figure version of him. Exactly. Um, so, so it's just like oh, like time, like times ten. <laughs> so and then in the just... second one, it's so funny because he's like talking to himself, and he's like. You're brainwashed, dude. Like, it's not real. You're a toy. And the other one's, like, so hell-bent. And it's just really funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, That's growth right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's growth. Yeah. Um, Wow. Any other things we want to say about Lightyear? No. All right. That was Lightyear, everybody. Um, if you have not seen it, it is on Disney Plus. So go check it out. If anything, check it out for Socks, because Socks was oh, fucking so MVP, cute. dude. When MVP. he, like, barfed out, like, the thing, like, he sh- when he would shoot the um, the darts, and it would just, like, he would open his mouth, and it would fly out, like... It was yes, so and then he, funny. And then he said, I bought you five minutes. Like, it's just... Minutes. Hey, it's so, so funny. Can I just... Hold Okay, I just I just need to... I just need to gush a little bit about... For uh, for Peter... Peter Son. Like, he oh, was... So He's good. the voice of Socks. And this man, his face is so cute. I just want to hug him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What else is he in? Oh, he plays Squishy at Monsters University. Oh my god, the best character in Monsters Are University. You... That's my favorite character. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I love Squishy so much. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> and he plays a meal in Ratatouille? Oh, but... Oh my god, that this man is the one of the most <gasps> loved characters. I'm I'm serious. This man is the love of my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. If he's not married, you should find him. And he he plays a I cannot pronounce this Alessandra. They're in Luca. Can you uh can you pronounce this? Um uh uh C- Ciccio? I C- think it's Ciccio. C- I think you got it right. Ciccio? Ciccio. Yeah. Who was I don't even know who that was. I think it was one um, of the the two buddies of the main guy that like is uh, the mean dude, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Luca is just such a good movie. So cute. Yeah. So cute. Um. All right. Well, that was that was Lightyear. If you enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music and Spotify um, and Acast. And if you want to follow our social media, we have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
YouTube, TikTok. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to email us and say hello, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have some merch, so please check that out. We would greatly appreciate it. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye to infinity and beyond. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.